Welcome to the Love with Intelligence podcast. My name is Lily Walford. I am an international relationship and dating coach, and I'm also a behavioral profiler. We believe that every woman deserves real, honest, and genuine love, but not every woman knows how to get it. And during the episodes of this podcast, we will be sharing with you the solutions that we have created, which are the best within the industry, so you can find real, undeniable love. Hello. So in today's episode, I really want to dive into narcissists and give you the right information so you can really understand what a narcissist is and also why it's really important to know what to do about a narcissist if if they come into your life, if you end up dating them, if they are stuck in your life, maybe you've got children with a narcissist or they're a family member because they're very interesting, complex personality types to deal with if you don't know how. And it's interesting because you often find with articles and videos and <laughs> all those different things, they they tend to say, okay, here's what a narcissist is, but they never tell you how to deal with them. Or even they don't really go into why you need to know as well. Why is it important that you need to know what to do when a narcissist enters your life? Because the thing is, when a narcissist enters your life, straight off the bat, they are looking to control, manipulate, and take over your life. And this can have some really dramatic, critical, sometimes even life-threatening effects. And one thing that I find really interesting about narcissists is that it's their natural capability to do this. They don't do this consciously, it's their autopilot, and it's just because their brain is wired differently. You know, there's been uh, psychological studies where they've actually looked at the brain of a narcissist, and the part that deals with empathy is that doesn't function the same way as a normal brain does. So when we're talking about narcissists in this episode, we're talking about real narcissists, not, you know, the people who, not the fads or the people who kind of like take a load of filtered photos and, you know, stare in the mirrors and all this malarkey. We're talking about real narcissists, people who genuinely don't have the capability to feel empathy, but they have the ability to use empathy against their victims. Because usually narcissists are so attracted to empaths. They love empaths because they're easy to control. And that's basically because their strength, which is ultimately their weakness, is basically they find their strength being able to manipulate with that empathy because they don't have that empathy themselves. It's almost like a curiosity. It's like a cat playing with a mouse. It's a very interesting and toxic relationship dynamic. So 
let's actually dive into a few narcissistic traits and also let's talk about what can actually happen in a relationship as well when it comes to narcissistic behavior and being in a relationship with a narcissist. Because what you often find is their first thing they want to do is they want to be able to control. Can they influence you to do something that's not natural to you? And it can be something as simple as a change of clothes or not saying a certain thing or changing your beliefs and your values. It can be um, to not see people. It can be absolutely anything. So do they have the capability to change your actions so that you feel that you're pleasing that person, that you're not letting that person down? Because that's what narcissists rely on, okay? They're looking for you to people please them because it builds up their status. It builds up that the good feeling within them, like, oh, I'm a person that's worth doing this for. Another element that they tend to do is isolate, and you usually find that people with in a relation in a relationship with a narcissist, they will isolate them from friends, from family, and it might not happen straight away, but it'll be a gradual thing. You know, you might notice that there's a friend that you haven't seen for a while, <laughs> and she's just recently gone into a relationship. Or you might notice if you were in a relationship with a narcissist, you know, a year in, you weren't seeing anyone. You know, your relationship, even with your family and your closest friends, wasn't as strong as what it was when you were single. And the reason they do this is because it's an it's a again, it comes back it comes back to that control. It's it's being able to be that person who you depend on wholeheartedly. Because you've broken the relationships with other people, so you just solely rely on them. They are your supply of feeling good, of getting problems solved, of everything. And this is what narcissists tend to do. And the other side of it is, we just touched on this recently, is their status. They need to feel good they need to have this you know this feeling of like oh I'm so important don't you see how wonderful I am how brilliant I am and they want that gratification constantly like constantly if they don't get it they will find a way to get it and that's usually through control now why is this so damaging in relationships well, number one, you've got this codependency going on. You're in a relationship where you're relying on this person for everything. And when I say everything, it's everything. And the, re like the main thing about this everything is it's the emotional supply. It's the emotional supply of feeling good. That's the part that is the most addictive. Having someone who makes you feel on top of the world, appreciated, seen, loved. And then you have that drop where they withdraw it completely. And only when you comply, you get that love and that feeling of worthiness through that narcissist. Now, my own personal experience of dating narcissists, 
Um, uh, it's really interesting even just looking back. And I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode, but I remember after I split up with a narcissist that I went out for a Chinese with the girls and I come home and I was like, wow, that was such a great night. I still feel good. And it feels weird that I still feel good. And what I didn't realise was any time that I went out when I was dating that narcissist, uh, there was a fight that was picked, there was an argument that was created, there was something bad that was created which dampened the experience that I was going through when I was going out and trying to enjoy myself and I couldn't do that because in the background there was like, oh, this is issue that needs to be resolved so I can't be fully present with this within this moment to enjoy this meal or enjoy being with my friends or whatever it might be and because that happened, I didn't realise that I stopped seeing people as a result of that as well. So again, like I said, they become that emotional supply of feeling good. It's interesting as well, you know, when we sort of have a look at that, because the other side of that, of that isolation, is that they will tend to turn around and say, that person, your your best friend, I don't like them. Or they don't like me. I can just tell. (laughs) And they'll create the story so that you feel awkward about being around your family and them at the same time. And it's just a very simple, (laughs) very, very simple way of doing it by just saying they don't like me and creating that story and making that relationship with your friend or someone close to you feel awkward. And again, you know, by isolating you in that way, they've got that control, you've got that codependency, and you've also got that person that's the only person that can allow you to feel good. And I know saying, you know, that can allow you to feel good is very sort of victim mentality term, but that's the way that is in that relationship. So what do you do about this? What do you do if you're dealing with a narcissist, whether you're in a relationship with one or whether you're going out dating and you're finding you're attracting loads of narcissists or even if you're stuck with a narcissist, like having a child with a narcissist or, you know, having a parent that's a narcissist, what do you do? And we've got like a whole awesome program that we created with Chase Hughes, who's a world leader in behavioral profiling and It's all about knowing loads of different tactics and skills to know how to identify and disarm that narcissist. And with those skills, I mean, we we go through a whole four-week program. It's really in-depth. But I can give you a few tips and hints on what to do and how to identify them right now. But if you do want to know more, check out our website, it's Identifying and Disarming Narcissists, that's the program, and that's on lovewithintelligence.com, and it's also featured on chasehughes.com as well. So, this is where it gets interesting. So, how do you spot a narcissist? So, number one, lack of empathy. And the way we spot this is, does this person mimic our emotions. So if we still, if we feel sad or we're talking about something sad, 
does that person mirror those emotions on their face back to you? Because a narcissist is incapable of doing that. It's interesting as well because empathy is something that we're taught taught as a child. So with babies, we actually, you know, look at them, we pull funny faces and the baby will actually mimic those facial movements back. And this is how it create, we actually create that empathy bond with the baby. And narcissists tend to lack that. Secondly, it's never a narcissist's fault. A narcissist will openly blame someone else or something, you know, something that's not them. It's never their fault. So this is really interesting when you have a look at their previous relationships. You know, what happened? What happened in the X-Files? Why did they break up? Why didn't that relationship work out? And you often find, like I said, it's never their fault. You know, it's almost like, oh, well, they didn't realise how great I were, great I am. Or um, they just didn't, I don't know, they didn't grow with me or something, something that's quite degrading to that other person. That's what we tend to find. And then the third one is look at their way of interacting within the conversation. Is their interaction a way where they're talking about themselves and building themselves up constantly? Because you'll always find that a conversation with a narcissist, it'll always bring it back to themselves. Like always. You know, they won't ask you questions about how you're doing or how was your weekend or anything like that. They'll just always bring it back to back to themselves in some sort of way or form. So the conversation will be majority around them, unless you are talking about something that's vulnerable. And we often find that narcissists tend to have this predatory way of interacting in conversations. As soon as they hear something vulnerable, they'll be quiet. Imagine like watching a tiger or a lion just about to pounce. They lean in. Their eyes are focused. And they're taking in all that information because that's something that's going to be very valuable to them in seeing how they can pull those puppet strings to make you do exactly what they want. So that's a little bit of insight on how to spot them. So what can you do to prevent a narcissist from manipulating you? Because that's ultimately what you want to do. And like I said, we go into this this in so much more detail on our courses. But I think a little tip that's going to really, really support you if this is something that you're struggling with right now is focus on the outcome. What is it that you want in your life? Or what is it that you want from that interaction with that narcissist? And be dead set on it. Because it's interesting that with manipulation, we can often be manipulated if we've had if we have no goal or destination. Because manipulation tends to come from someone who's got a goal or a destination for us. Whether it's like you need to do this or you need to do that. If we're already dead set on what we need to do or what we want, we're less likely to be moved from that. So make sure that you're dead set on what you want to do.
And this is very, like, very simple, very, very basic. Um, another element that you can do as well is have a look at, have a look at where you feel weak. So if there's something that they've said that makes you want to change your mind or change what you're doing, have a look and ask yourself, okay, what is in that conversation that's actually made me feel like I want to change my behavior or change my view or change my actions? Because that will give you an insight on what makes you, you know, malleable. Okay, and we're all malleable in some in some sort of way. But when we actually identify how we can be manipulated, how we can have our minds changed, it gives us that awareness. So when we actually come across that again, we can go, okay, well, this is the reason um, the reason why I feel triggered or why I want to change my behavior is because I don't know um, when they said okay go and change those clothes well I feel insecure about my weight so I feel that I need to do that because I've got insecurities about that and it's good that you can identify that because you can go right well that's just because I've got insecurities about my weight not because I wanted to go and change so I'm not going to go and change because this is what I wanted to wear originally so just knowing those little bits, I mean, again, that's a very simple, very basic example, but it'll be enough just to create that little foundation of awareness that you can build upon. So I'm going to leave it there for now. But like I said, if you want to learn more, if you want to go into real in-depth psychology around this, so you know how to identify and disarm narcissists, then check out our course on our website or go to Chase Hughes dot com and check out our course on there on the chase hughes website it's known as snake spotting which i think is rather cool and on our website it's called identifying and disarming narcissists but if you have any questions at all feel free to uh, drop me a message either on the website or on facebook or even reply on this podcast so thank you so much for listening and i look forward to chatting to you next week Bye for now.